Today is November 6th. This is Verses in Flow. And I'm Jennifer. Wait a minute. I'm not Jennifer, even though I may sound like her a little bit. Uh, she definitely looks like me because, um, well, I'll let you all in on a little bit of a secret. I'm Tynese J. Wingfield, and Jennifer Wainwright is my younger sister. Okay, so that will kill all of the arguments of who's the oldest and who's the youngest because she always loses, right? She always loses. Everyone always thinks she's older for some reason. But I digress. That's not what we're here for today. Let me just say this, though. I have been dying to get on this podcast and say that because I just love how she gets on there and she says, this is Verses and Flow. So here it is. This is Verses and Flow with your host, Tynish J. Welcome in and welcome back. I don't want to belabor the time because I want to get into God's word. So let's go and let's flow. We're reading from Ezekiel, the 14th chapter, the 12th verse, through Ezekiel, the 16th chapter, and the 41st verse, New Living Translation, the certainty of the Lord's judgment. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, suppose the people of a country were to sin against me, and I lifted my fist to crush them cutting off their food supply and sending a famine to destroy both people and animals. Even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were there, their righteousness would save no one but themselves, says the Sovereign Lord. Or suppose I were to send wild animals to invade the country, kill the people, and make the land too desolate and dangerous to pass through. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, even those three men were there. They wouldn't be able to save their own sons or daughters. They alone would be saved, but the land would be made desolate. Or suppose I were to bring war against the land, and I sent enemy armies to destroy both people and animals. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, Even if those three men were there, they wouldn't be able to save their own sons or daughters. They alone would be saved. Or suppose I were to pour out my fury by sending an epidemic into the land and the disease killed people and animals alike. As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were there, They wouldn't be able to save their own sons or daughters. They alone would be saved by their righteousness. Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says. How terrible it will be when all four of these dreadful punishments fall upon Jerusalem. War, famine, wild animals, and disease, destroying all of her people and animals. Yet there will be survivors and they will come here to join you as exiles in Babylon. You will see with your own eyes how wicked they are, and then you will feel better about what I have done to Jerusalem. When you meet them and see their behavior, you will understand that these things are not being done to Israel without cause. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Jerusalem, a useless vine. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, 
How does a grapevine compare to a tree? Is a vine's wood as useful as the wood of a tree? Can its wood be used for making things like pegs to hang up pots and pans? No, it can only be used for fuel, and even as fuel, it burns too quickly. Vines are useless both before and after being put into the fire. And this is what the Sovereign Lord says. The people of Jerusalem are like grapevines growing among the trees of the forest. Since they are useless, I have thrown them on the fire to be burned. And I will see to it that if they escape from one fire, they will fall into another. When I turn against them, you will know that I am the Lord. And I will make the land desolate because my people have been unfaithful to me. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Jerusalem, an unfaithful wife. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, confront Jerusalem with her detestable sins. Give her this message from the sovereign Lord. You are nothing but a Canaanite. Your father was an Amorite and your mother was a Hittite. On the day you were born, no one cared about you. Your unbiblical cord was not cut and you were never washed, rubbed with salt, and wrapped in cloth. No one had the slightest interest in you. No one pitied you or cared for you. On the day you were born, you were unwanted, dumped in a field, and left to die. But I came and saw you there, helplessly kicking about in your own blood. As you lay there, I said, live and I helped you to thrive like a plant in the field. You grew up and became a beautiful jewel. Your breasts became full and your body hair grew, but you were still naked. And when I passed again, I saw that you were old enough for love. So I wrapped my cloak around you to cover your nakedness and declare my marriage vows. I made a covenant with you, says the Sovereign Lord, and you became mine. Then I bathed you and washed off your blood, and I rubbed fragrant oils into your skin. I gave you expensive clothing of fine linen and silk, beautifully embroidered, and sandals made of fine goatskin leather. I gave you lovely jewelry, bracelets, beautiful necklaces, a ring for your nose, earrings for your ears, and a lovely crown for your head. And so you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were made of fine linen and costly fabric and were beautifully embroidered. You ate the finest foods, choice flour, honey, and olive oil, and became more beautiful than ever. You looked like a queen, and so you were. Your fame spread throughout the world because of your beauty. I dressed you in splendor and perfected your beauty, says the Sovereign Lord. But you thought your fame and beauty were your own. So you gave yourself as a prostitute to every man who came along. Your beauty was theirs for the asking. You used the lovely things I gave you to make shrines for idols where you played the prostitute. Unbelievable. How could such a thing ever happen? 
you took the very jewels and gold and silver ornaments I had given you and made statues of men and worshipped them. This is adultery against me. You used the beautifully embroidered clothes I gave you to dress idols. Then you used my special oil and my incense to worship them. Imagine it. You set before them as a sacrifice the choice flour, olive oil, and honey I had given you, says the Sovereign Lord. Then you took your sons and daughters, the children you had born to me, and sacrificed them to your gods. Was your prostitution not enough? Must you also slaughter my children by sacrificing them to idols? In all your years of adultery and detestable sin, you have not once remembered the days long ago when you lay naked in the field, kicking about in your own blood. What sorrow awaits you, says the Sovereign Lord? In addition to all your other wickedness, you built a pagan shrine and put altars to idols in every town square. On every street corner, you defiled your beauty, offering your body to every passerby in an endless stream of prostitution. Then you added lustful Egypt to your lovers, provoking my anger with your increasing promiscuity. That is why I struck you with my fist and reduced your boundaries. I handed you over to your enemies, the Philistines, and even they were shocked by your lewd conduct. You have prostituted yourself with the Assyrians too. It seems you can never find enough new lovers. And after your prostitution there, you still were not satisfied. You added to your lovers by embracing Babylonia, the land of merchants, but you still weren't satisfied. What a sick heart you have, says the Sovereign Lord, to do such things as these acting like a shameless prostitute. You build your pagan shrines on every street corner and your altars to idols in every square. In fact, you have been worse than a prostitute, so eager for sin you have not even demanded payment. Yes, you are an adulterous wife who takes in strangers instead of her own husband. Prostitutes charge for their services, but not you. You give gifts to your lovers, bribing them to come and have sex with you. So you are the opposite of other prostitutes. You pay your lovers instead of their paying you judgment on Jerusalem's prostitution. Therefore, you prostitute. Listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you have poured out your lust and exposed yourself in prostitution to all your lovers, and because you have worshipped detestable idols, and because you have slaughtered your children as sacrifices to your gods, this is what I am going to do. I will gather together all your allies, the lovers with whom you have sinned, both those you loved and those you hated. And I will strip you naked in front of them so they can stare at you. I will punish you for your murder and adultery. I will cover you with blood in my jealous fury. Then I will give you to these many nations who are your lovers and they will destroy you. They will knock down your pagan shrines and the altars to your idols. They will strip you and take your beautiful jewels, leaving you stark naked. They will band together in a mob to stone you and cut you up with swords. 
They will burn your homes and punish you in front of many women. I will stop your prostitution and end your payments to your many lovers. Hebrews 7, 18 through 28. Yes, the old requirement about the priesthood was set aside because it was weak and useless. For the law never made anything perfect. But now we have confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God. This new system was established with a solemn oath. Aaron's descendants became priests without such an oath. But there was an oath regarding Jesus. For God said to him, The Lord has taken an oath and will not break his vow. You are a priest forever. Because of this oath, Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God. There were many priests under the old system, for death prevented them from remaining in office. But because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. He is the kind of high priest we need because he is holy and blameless, unstained by sin. He has been set apart from sinners and has been given the highest place of honor in heaven. Unlike those other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices every day. They did this for their own sins first and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once and for all when he offered himself as a sacrifice for the people's sins. The law appointed high priests who were limited by human weakness. But after the law was given, God appointed his son with an oath. And his son has been made the perfect high priest forever. Psalm 106, 1 through 12. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can praise Him enough? There is joy for those who deal justly with others and always do what is right. Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come near and rescue me. Let me share in the prosperity of your chosen ones. Let me rejoice in the joy of your people. Let me praise you with those who are your heritage. Like our ancestors, we have sinned. We have done wrong. We have acted wickedly. Our ancestors in Egypt were not impressed by the Lord's miraculous deeds. They soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them. Instead, they rebelled against him at the Red Sea. Even so, he saved them to defend the honor of his name and to demonstrate his mighty power. He commanded the Red Sea to dry up. He led Israel across the sea as if it were a desert. So he rescued them from their enemies and redeemed them from their foes. Then the water turned and covered their enemies. Not one of them survived. Then his people believed his promises. Then they sang his praise. Proverbs 27, 4 through 6. Anger is cruel, and wrath is like a flood, 
but jealousy is even more dangerous. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than kisses from an enemy. Listen, listen, hear, wow. God's word, it's just awesome. It is amazing. It's phenomenal. It's living. It's the truth. It's everything we need to eat off of every day in order for us to be transformed, to be inspired, to be spiritual, to make wise decisions, to be knowledgeable. This is what we need to eat. Point blank, period, right? Ask me how I know. Because I try to eat it and digest it every single day of my life. Now listen, let's be practical here. There was a song that was made, we fall down, but we get up. Lord knows I have fallen, but I'm so glad for God's word and for his grace. I also want to let you guys in on a little secret here. I just recently celebrated, just a few days ago, my 50th birthday. And I cannot tell you how overjoyed and deeply reflective, you know, I am just in this space and place in my life now where I only want to focus on those things that really matter. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't want to have fun. That doesn't mean that I'm just on this rigid path, you know, where I can't, you know, look to the left or look to the right. You know, there are days, though, when I just have tunnel focus where I don't want to be distracted. But I don't want to get to heaven and God looks at me and says, so you just didn't do anything with the life I gave you. I really want to be the best person. I want to worship God more. I want to read my word more. I want to understand more. I want to be more compassionate and empathetic. I want to teach. And sometimes I'll be trying to preach, but I'm not a preacher. <laughs> no, seriously. But what's in me and what has been instilled in me, I want to be able to share that. I want to be a good, no, I want to be a great disciple. And this next season of my life, I know that this is such a tall order, but I want to do everything I possibly can to be that person. And for each and every one of you listening to this podcast, from day one, it has definitely transformed my life. And although Jennifer is my sister, she has inspired me to levels beyond imagination. And I watch the work that she does behind the scenes to pull this off. And listen, sitting in this seat right now is no easy feat because I can't even begin to tell y'all how many takes that I had to do on some of these <laughs> paragraphs to read them. But listen, I... I appreciate her. I appreciate my brother in love and the team that they have that comes together to do this podcast. And I'm going to sew again as soon as I get a chance. I'm going to sew again. So y'all sew with me. Let's sew. Let's sew so we can grow and flow together. She didn't tell me to say that, but I felt it on my heart. And also, don't forget to like and rate the podcast if you haven't. Make sure you share it. Share it today, like right now. Don't forget. Well, listen to the rest of what I'm saying. And then when it gets off, I want you to share it. But thank God for her. Thank God for her gift, 
for her ministry, for her endurance, for her perseverance, for everything that she has sacrificed in the name of Jesus to pull this off and to give us God's word daily and allow us to see ourselves in God's word. It has been so important, and I always joke because I, I, I'm jealous when I see, excuse me, when I hear Jackson and Jace on the podcast. Because I'm like, they taking my place. Get out of here, little twins. But no, they are both a delight when I get to hear them on. And I have been trying literally all year to come and give her some relief because I can't even imagine like to be able to use your voice for 365 days of the year. Wow. She doesn't get to take a day off because we need her voice every single day, right? So I just want to pour back into my sister and just let her know how much we all, as the listening audience and those who may read along, we are truly being blessed by the work that she's doing. And I'm going to ask God to bestow upon her multiple layers of favor in her family and her team so that she can continue to press forward and I pray that she can just do this all the time in any of her other heart's desires and then again for those of us that are listening that we're not just hearers but we're also doers of God's word all right so listen we still got time in 2023 yes 2024 is knocking on our door uh-oh, look at me, y'all. I'm versus and flow. I'm versus and flow. I'm a rhymer. Is that is that right? Okay, I'm going to stick to what I know. All right, here we go. Let's, let us pray. Let us pray. Father God, we love you. We lift you up. God, we adore you. You are our master. You are our father. Father God, you are the lover of our soul. You are the prince of peace, God. God, and we thank you. We thank you, Father God, for everything, Father God, that we are, because of Jesus Christ, blood that was shed on Calvary. We thank you for the Holy Ghost, God, that lives within us, Father God. God, we thank you for your precious word, Father God, that can still transform us, God, no matter how filthy and how sinful, Father God. Jesus died for us, and the Word says He is interceding for us forever. God, and we thank you. We are grateful, Father God. God, we are thankful for every single thing that you're doing, things that we we can't even see, all of the protection that you're giving us, Father God. God, we shouldn't be here. But it's because of your mercy and your grace. It's because of your favor and the blessing that you give us of life and breath in our body that we are here. So God, I am praying for each and every person listening. God, whatever they're going through today, God, that you would ease and you would comfort them. For anybody that's experiencing loss, Father God, anybody that is bereaved, anybody that is living in fear. God, I ask you right now, in the name of Jesus, to go into those desolate places. Father God, redeem and restore, Father God. Rejuvenate, Father God. Replenish, Father God. We cancel the plans of the enemy. We rebuke him. We resist him 
Father God, and you said if we resist him, he got to flee. He has no stronghold over us because Jesus Christ is the person, is, the, is, is our God. He heals us. He delivers us. He sanctifies us. Father God, and we thank you for the gift, the gift of Christ, Father God. And as we get ready to head into this season of commemoration of his birth, Father God, let us not forget Let us not forget him being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God, help us today. Help us in whatever endeavor that we're in. God, make sure that we're giving you the glory and the praise and the honor and we're acknowledging you. Without you, God, we would fail. God, I pray for any sinner that comes across this podcast. Someone may be lost. Someone may have turned away. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they will come running back or the sinner will come asking, what must I do to be saved? God, we love you today and we thank you for Jennifer Wainwright. We thank you for her husband, Shannon Wainwright. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you right now to keep us, keep our minds, keep us safe, Father God. And God, speak to our hearts. God, make sure that we are in purpose and and doing our assignment, Father God. And God, sometimes that takes chastisement. But God, your word says it's a fool who hates chastisement, God. We know that you chastise us because you love us. Thank you for your unfailing love, God. God, we just thank you and we lift up your name in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray this prayer and give you thanks. Amen. And our affirmation, God is my redeemer and my companion. He saves me from my adversaries and my troubles. He demonstrates his amazing acts and majesty. He lavishes me with his love and favor. God is my redeemer and my companion. He saves me from my adversaries and my troubles. He demonstrates his amazing acts and majesty. He lavishes me with his love and favor. And our aphorism. Get into the habit of dealing with God about everything. Unless in the first waking moment of the day you learn to fling the door wide back and let God in, you will work on a wrong level all day. But swing the door wide open and pray to your father in secret and every public thing will be stamped with the presence of God. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for being on this incredible excursion with me. You belong here and we belong together on this journey. I love you. And if God says the same, my sister will be right here tomorrow waiting for you.